Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. Hey there, welcome back to the Winning Plays Podcast with Brian Robb. I'm Rich Levine. Uh, Mike Pina is off today. B. Robb, I guess we can say say off, but uh, we are going to get back together a little later this week to talk about the big news in the NBA uh, over the last week. That's obviously what happened with Kobe Bryant, and it does feel a little bit weird to uh, to be discussing anything other than that, but the games are going on, so... For the moment, we are going to uh, try to discuss them. Uh, first, the Celtics had a huge win uh, against the Heat in Miami on Tuesday night, so we'll touch on that and a few other things. Uh, first, as always, please subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter. It's at WinningPlaysPod. Uh, shout out to CLNS Media. Shout out to BetOnline.ag. Uh, Brian Robb, how are you doing this morning? I'm, uh, I'm doing well, Rich. I am... Looking forward to kind of doing a a second watch of this Celtic Seat game, which it wasn't obviously it wasn't everyone at full strength. Clearly, it wasn't everyone at full strength from a Celtics perspective with no Jason Tatum and Ennis Cantor. But uh, you know, the Heat were coming off a back to back. We're down, Winslow and none, but it's still you know at least for them, it feels like they had most of their horses and um, they had been twenty one and two at home before this game so no matter what situations they had come across they they had been a juggernaut uh at south beach until until tuesday night yeah and it was a it felt like a pretty i mean it was eight eight points and you know there were a few you know, obviously and when you get to the fourth quarter a lot of these games there are some moments where you know we've seen the celtics do it a few times like with milwaukee where you can keep it close towards the end and at the end you know seems like the better team wins but it did feel like the Celtics were just the better team last night like you said coming off the second of a back-to-back and there's so many emotions going around right now with all these players in the league there's no Tatum there's no Ennis so it's a little bit of a wild card but uh the Celtics did what they had to do and that was that was an impressive win and uh you know coming off the obviously the, the, they had the Pelicans lost but you know coming off they had a few very impressive wins as of late and this is just another yeah I mean I think this is and Brad Stevens kind of treated it like a playoff game, to be honest, uh, with an eight-man rotation, uh, playing you know his four of his best five players that are active between thirty-six and forty-one minutes for a regular season game, which is kind of just like unheard of uh, for Brad Stevens uh, in his Celtics era. But to be honest, it was needed. This was again a game. The Celtics now a two-zero edge on the Heat in the season series. So at worst, they're going to be tied. Um, and have a very good chance of, you know, taking down the, the head-to-head tiebreaker. 
And yeah, like it's clearly right now with the guys who played Grant Williams, Ojale, Wanamaker, like Brad Stevens is not exactly trusting the younger guys right now, um, beyond Williams, obviously. And this is probably how it's going to go in any kind of playoff series against this team anyway, with, you know, Tatum and Cantor filtering in some of those minutes. But even Cantor in this series, I don't even think he would even play that much, Rich, because the, the, he'd have shooters on the floor at all times, it seems like, at all five positions. Right, and I guess Bam, yeah, I don't I don't know if I necessarily think of him as a shooter, but yeah, he he can get out there, and he and he's the kind of guy that might be able to give uh, Cantor some some fits. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is a series, and we've said this, I think for probably the entire season as we've broken down the Eastern Conference. We we all we both and Mike too. We respect the Heat. We respect how hard they play. We respect Spolstra, you know what he can do as a coach and what they've shown so far this year. But when it gets to the playoffs, there's just that vibe that, you know, they are just not quite in the top tier of this league, regardless of what the standings show right now. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't worry too much about facing this team in the playoffs. And, you know, and, and Tuesday night was another example of why. Would this be your preferred team to play in the two through six uh, kind of grouping? Two through six. So so say Celtics don't get two. So they have to face someone. They're going to face someone good in the your three through versus six or five or four versus five matchups. So. Well, yeah. So I don't, don't, you don't want to play Philly. You don't want right. to play Indiana. Now that, that old depot is going to be back. I think tonight we're recording this on Wednesday. Uh, I think he's coming off the bench tonight. I, I, I haven't caught the very latest, but that's the last I had read. Um, yeah. So, uh, so it's Denver, Toronto sh- and then Toronto. So yes, Miami is, is a very easy choice for me in that, in that situation. Yeah, it is. I mean, you just look at their roster, and I think a uh, friend of the pod, Danger Cart, was kind of pointing this out as well this morning um, on Twitter. It's it's not smoke and mirrors entirely, but, like, you know, you have two all-stars in Butler and likely out of, out of bio, but then there's a clear drop-off after that. And Drogic, I mean, I love Drogic. He is a, he's obviously old now, but he, you know, he led them with 23 points last night, got to the line 11 times. It's just... Still crafty as hell as an offensive player. Um, but that's probably not going to be good enough to be your third best player in you know a loaded Eastern Conference and to get anywhere. I'm just noticing Jimmy Butler's three-point percentage this year. Yeah, isn't it considerably low? It is 24.5%. Wow. And then Bam's at point zero nine one percent He's shooting 9% from three. Really? I thought he was taking more than that. Yeah, no, you would. Uh, I guess not. That, all right, maybe I'm mistaken then. Anyway, um, so that's maybe maybe another reason why. Uh, but they're yeah. one of the best three point shooting teams in the league. Yeah, which is crazy. I, I mean, Duncan Robinson doesn't miss. You know, <laughs> Harrow is Harrow and Gorin are, are both around thirty nine percent. But yeah, it's just strange to see the, the the top two guys, and then obviously Justice Winslow is you know. He's only played 11 games, so shooting 22%. He's not really known as a shooter anyways. And he's a guy that I guess could change them a little bit if he's there. Um, right. You know, he's another he's another solid defender. He can, you know, handle the ball a little bit, maybe be a little bit of a playmaker. And obviously Danny Ainge liked him a lot coming out of uh, out of college. He was ready to mortgage the future in, in order to get him. Um, but, uh, but, yeah. No, I, I agree with you. They're, they're a great coach, and, and and Dragic, you know, at this point, his career feels like a guy like you know in those home games and those home playoff games. You know, maybe he'd have one or two big ones, 
but uh, he's not he's not a guy that's going to get you every single night in a playoff series. Right. Uh, so what did you like that. that you saw from the Celtics? We could stop talking shit about the Heat. What did you like? Uh, <laughs> what you like what you saw from the Celtics last night? There, there was a, there was a lot of good, a lot of good. A I mean, Gordon, good. Gordon, come sort of uh, uh, coming back to life a little bit. He's he's, he's moving a little better, um, putting up the numbers, obviously. And again, we, we we say this all year too. We want to see this consistently with everyone in the lineup, but they can only do what they can do with with the guys that are there. And on a night like last night, where where you needed, where you needed the other the other handful of very good players you know Kemba Marcus Jalen and and Gordon to step up and be a little better without Tatum out there uh they pretty much I mean Kemba didn't have his best game but uh let's let's stick with Gordon he he was fantastic yeah I mean just off the jump and what I think was really encouraging Rich was just seeing him seek out the mismatches like he went after Duncan Robinson in this game in isolation situations and uh you know, he delivered with, you know, you could say this other should have just gotten to more shots. He only had 14 shots. Like Marcus Smart almost took as many shots as him. It was only third on the team. But, you know, 10 of 14. Didn't make as many. Didn't make as many. <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, eight of 10 from the line. That's the yeah. most trips to the line uh, since opening night, which is huge. Nine boards. And then you just look at the last six games now, Rich. Uh, Gordon is averaging 27 and four while shooting 51% from the field, 45% from the three-point line. Like, oh, oh, 27 and four. I thought you yeah, said 20, tw- 27. Okay, yeah, sure. that's 20, yeah. 20, 20 points, seven rebounds, four assists, uh, shooting over 50% from the field, 45% from three, and getting to the line over four times a game in the, these last six games here. The Celtics have gone, you know, did, that includes the ugly loss to the Suns where he missed the, the, the alley-oop at the end. Hey. But... But by and large, this is, I mean, that's all-star level play over that stretch. And this is the first time, Rich, in a Celtics uniform, which is kind of nuts, that he has scored over 20 points in three straight games. Really? Which That's pretty interesting. Right? So it's, you know, Tatum obviously was out for these games, but I think we saw, we've seen enough, I think, this season where, they can obviously they can play well together. Like in those first eight or nine games of the year when they had everyone, they looked great. And it's taken Hayward a while to get back to that, I feel like, through the hand situation and the foot situation. But, you know, he's playing big minutes now and he's putting up these type of numbers in a tough schedule. So, you know, it's you always want to be cautious with Hayward, but it's he looks like he's kinda of turned a bit of a corner here. Yeah, and maybe and maybe this could be it's fine. How many times have we had this this conversation about him turning the corner, but you know what? What we did see at the beginning of the year was real. Right. You know that that was a consistent. What it didn't last for as long as we wanted to, but for a long enough time, that was a consistent, uh, consistent outings from Gordon, where he looked like he was he was going to get as close uh, to the former Gordon, or uh, closer than we ever imagined he might. And and like you said, m- maybe having these few games without Tatum, just to you know just to be a little bit more of the focus, be able to, to have the ball a little bit more uh, is what it takes to, to, to get him back. And then, you know, once everyone is hopefully back, <laughs> back healthy together, who knows what's going to happen uh, tomorrow. But, uh, you know, he will be his best self within this framework that will allow the Celtics to be their best selves because that, that's still uh, still what we're wanting to see on a consistent basis. And they, just even had, they haven't had the opportunity to do it. But in the meantime, it's uh, it's been great. Uh, and then Jalen again last night, uh, 
impressive performance, making his a last run at the All Star game. Uh, do, do we ever find out when these when the coaches' votes uh, go? I want to say it's this week. Like, so there is there is still time. There's, there's still, still time. time. Like, it's a good time for a last stand for him. Um, it was yeah. after a, a tough performance on Sunday, understandably so, given the the circumstances. For but he admitted it after the game. Um, but yeah, this was the way he came out in this game and just like took it to them on all parts of the floor with especially the the, the three point the, the aggression he had when he has okay you're gonna give me an open look here from three for a second like i'm gonna drill it before you even step over here like just right. that kind of a that kind of a touch at this point from that range is uh is huge for this team and uh five assists last night which is which is also nice yeah that's i think the strides he's made in that area this year are, is just as encouraging as anything else he's done. Because we've seen, you know, we saw two years ago him being capable of putting up these kind of numbers uh, once, you know, Kyrie went out, obviously. But now, but the passing was never fully there in that stretch. The passing has been more consistent. And he had five turnovers as well. He did make some mistakes on defense. You could actually hear Mike up Brad Stevens kind of call him out a couple of th- not directly obviously but just you know it was clear he made a mistake in coverage or something like that on a play but it didn't matter you know he his offense more than made up for it and it's you know you're gonna play through that as a young guy but if you're putting up 25 points on 10 of 16 shooting against a good defensive team in Miami like that's that's big on a night where you don't have your second best player your best player yeah, I just looked it up. Last year, he had zero games. He played 74 games last year, had zero games with more than four assists. So zero games with at least five assists. Yeah. Had only one in his career previous to this season. Uh, and then last night was his one, two, three, four, fifth game this year with five or more, um, which is not, which is nice. I mean, it's great. And and, and, you, and you look at it, the he had six against the Lakers recently. Uh, so that's a very recent. And then 12-20, 12-22. So this has been within the last month. He has had more games with five plus assists than than he had his entire career previous to this. So that's pretty that's pretty cool, and, and a lot of that might have to do with guys hitting shots as well. But uh, it's definitely worth noting. No question. Uh, we're gonna have to talk about Tice a little bit here. Let's do it because we're seeing the the reins are off Tice, in terms of <laughs> and that has been a good thing. There's no you know you in a world where you wonder if he can stay on the floor for 30 plus minutes just from a strictly a fouling standpoint as well as you know just the conditional one with his with his history of knee injuries but he has been phenomenal in the majority of these three games he's had 10 11 last night uh with a steal and a couple blocks i think he's shooting over 65 percent in this recent you know three game stretch without cancer and just not taking a lot of threes, but just hitting the shots he needs to down low and, you know, being a uh, kind of a everywhere on the floor for this team on, on both ends of the floor, to be honest. Yeah, and at the very least, he's not like a – I don't feel like he's a negative on offense. Like when he's when he takes those shots, wherever they are, even though he, he – I feel like he takes his fair share of mid-ish range shots, I, it still feels good. Whether or not it goes in – and you have that with different guys like as the motion's going up you it's either that negative emotion that starts like you know going through your body or you feel good i feel good when i see daniel tice about the shoot a ball regardless of where it is um and like you said i mean you know recently he's he's been especially good with it um but yeah man he's he has been 
I don't want to say unsung hero because we do talk about him every podcast, but like in terms of what we were expecting coming into this year and what could, you know, make a difference between the Celtics. And I don't know, I don't want to get too carried away, but if we want to say even another round into the playoffs, um, you know, he's a guy that's going to make a humongous difference. I still just hope he can, he can stay healthy. We, so he's played 42 games this year. Um, and he's been great, you know, but the most important, the most important 40 plus are, are, are coming up. So, you know, I hope he rides it. And, and then what he played 29 minutes last night, that's got to be close to a, to a season high, I'd imagine. Right. Yeah. Just these last three games with Kander out, he's been over, you know, over 30 in all of them, which are, you said, season high numbers. So we haven't seen, you know, Stevens hasn't had a force this yet for understandable reasons, but with Cantor out, um, Time Lord still, you know, weeks away from returning. And, you know, Vincent didn't look terrible against the Magic and the Pelicans, but in a big boy game like this, it's clear who he's going to trust, and that's Tice right now. And it's also Grant Williams, who I feel like, uh, played the majority of his 23 minutes at backup center. And this was, you know, it was only 5.7 rebounds for him and the box were not a super line, but I thought he was fantastic as well, just in terms of making hustle plays, making the the right pass and, and just really helping the, a shorthanded bench kind of stay afloat at times with only a starter or two out there. And Shemi was solid too. I mean, those two guys together, you get twenty plus plus minutes from each of them. And you look at the you know the minus nine on on Shemi. He's the only guy on the, on the team last night who had who had a negative plus minus. Um, but he scored some hoops. You know, he 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 did a few things. He looked a little bit more competent and active than he has. I mean, recently he's been a little bit better, but certainly th- than he looked last year and even at the beginning of this year. Um, and he's a guy that again you you might trust. If you need a few minutes against Giannis, if you need a few minutes to, to bother Ben Simmons or just take a couple, you know, just muscle and beat a little bit in, in, in these playoffs, he's a guy that in a pinch maybe you would feel. And it'd be interesting to see who would, who they'd go to in a situation like that between Grant and Shemi when it comes to the playoffs. Um, but but both of them are at least gi- giving us a little bit more reason to be optimistic. And Grant's been good recently as well. I don't want to stick adjust to that. I thought he was great in that Magic game. When he uh, he was a little bit all over the place, but he was definitely making an impact. Yeah, I mean it's it's a situation now where he isn't even didn't even really need to take threes in this game to have you know an impact. The finishing around the rim is can be iffy at times, but he he can get the ball up if he's right there, and just some monster box outs I thought too in this game with with size keeping uh, guys like Adebayo and and James Johnson off the class, which is obviously huge for this team with no cancer on the floor. So it's, it'll be interesting to see how they, with, you know, the trade deadline is just a week away. Um, you know, Grant Williams obviously isn't going anywhere. I think Ojale is playing well enough now where they shouldn't, they should keep him no matter what. Cause you're not gonna, you know, it's not like you should look for his roster spot if you're going to make a move. And but yeah, now I mean you see the hierarchy of who else this team trusts right now, and you know we'll see what we know that roster spots gonna come from elsewhere. But these are performances that you know you feel better about having these guys be your eleventh, twelfth man um, heading into a postseason series for you know spot duty, like you said. Uh, real quick, let me just just let everyone know that there's less than a week before the big game, but you can get in a ton of wagering action in a betonline.ag. 
a lot of prop bets up there. How long will the national anthem go? Will there be a wardrobe malfunction? What do you think, Beer Up? Wardrobe malfunction? Will Nick Bosa's thighs burst through his his pants? I'll double down on that, yes. Yeah, uh, how many yards will Patrick Mahomes throw for? Uh, There are literally hundreds of props to bet on before the game even starts. So head over to betonline.ag and use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit and get in on everything with the big game. Uh, Bring the playoffs home with our exclusive sportsbook partner, betonline.ag. All right. We we haven't talked about the bad yet. Should we do the smart minute here? Yeah, let's do it. The, the, the smart minute. We should we should have that every every episode now. The Marcus Smart Minute. How many three pointers can you get up in a minute? Ooh, uh, I'd say in real game action, I bet he'd get it up four at some point, maybe five. And I'll say that he was he was very. Cl- I mean, obviously he had the, he had the the record setting game that helped him out a lot. But I thought he was going to get back under thirty there for a little. He was like he was teetering on like thirty one. Now he's back up to uh, three four four, uh, percentage wise from three, but I mean I thought the the passing was he had he hit the huge the huge one last night you know that was that that was a uh, a killer for the Heat, but it was passing passing well again and I don't know I mean he, he still he still picks up an injury it feels like every single game which which scares the hell out of me but yeah, this has been a a solid stretch of Marcus Smart. Yeah, I mean, he kind of took them to the finish line of the fourth quarter there with, like, the three you talked about, and then also, you know, stripping out of bio in the post and then getting that offensive rebound in the last minute that pretty much thwarted any final chance that he would have. Uh, three but, blocks last night. Three blocks. Uh, and then, you know, before that, he was one of ten from the field in the through the first three quarters. <laughs> so it's it was the the true Marcus Martin roller coaster ride. But, uh, yeah, the only, you know, he still – he gets – a little too cute at times with the passing in some of these games. Like it looks really fun when he, you know, does the no look stuff and gets away with it. Uh, like we saw against Memphis last week, but then like in this game, he also had like a clear fast break, a three on two where he tried to no look at to Jalen and then threw it into the crowd. So like, yeah, as long as he reels it in, but again, when he was there and it counted down the stretch and that was made huge plays there. And you know, you'll, you'll take, You'll take that from him any day of the week from your fifth guy in the roster. Right, it's crazy. In the last since that Phoenix game, so one, two, three, four, five, six, he's got he's made I think nineteen threes. And hold on a sec, this is really good podcast. Um, <laughs> nineteen threes and eight twos. Wow, he is he's a specialist. <laughs> he I mean, is. can you call an? I mean, he's an average specialist, but he's a specialist from three point range. But like um, when you're also a defensive specialist, you know what I mean. When it's, when it's your second specialty, and you can also be considered a specialist, specialist, uh, that's pretty good. Sure. And no, like you said, he's also the fifth best player on your team. Right. Should we talk yes. about like the one or the number one or number two best player in the team, Kemba Walker? Um, yes. Again, he he was that was a night last night where he his his shooting was off a little bit as well. What did he finish? Uh, Five of nineteen. Yeah, it's brutal. Brutal night shooting for him. I mean, he has those spurts, you know, every game where he just, uh, it feels like he scores eight or 10 points in a row, um, you know, regardless of the opponent, regardless of the game, which I feel like he did. Maybe it was a little bit of a smaller spurt last night's game, but, you know, for some reason, you just, in the same way, you, like, we don't go crazy over Kemba when he consistently does awesome, that we don't go crazy the other direction. He, he's just the guy you, you don't worry about, you can count on, 
and you know he's a he's a start he's starting in the all-star game there's a reason for that um but i don't know i don't really have much else to say i wanted to bring him up just because we hadn't mentioned him yet and he's always the last one to get mentioned because he's kemba and he and he's quiet and he's uh humble but cardiac kemba okay it's the 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 nice thing with kemba i feel like is you don't have to worry about him taking bad shots generally like he's gonna have bad shooting nights but he's not going to be taking shots that he shouldn't be taking most of the time. So, right. If he does, it's not going to be a habit, even if he takes one or two, he's not. And then he's not going to, right. He's not going to, if he doesn't have it and he, you know, he obviously can start feeling again at any point in the game, but he's not going to, you don't have to worry about him going, you know, he took 19 shots, but it didn't feel like he shot them out of the game. Right. He took shots. He needed to take hit a couple in the fourth quarter and yeah, he still was always a threat out there, which is what you need. And you and Hayward and Brown picked him up on this night, which is again very encouraging to see. You know, them going just two and one on this road trip without Tatum and Cantor, I think is is that's big. Like this could, without those guys, this could have easily been was looking like a one and two, and a and an zero oh and three wouldn't have been like a huge shock, uh, just based off of how they've played without Tatum so far this year. So, um. This should be a big confidence builder, and I mean, what do you do? You change anything about your evaluation of the roster, Rich, heading into the trade deadline just after this stretch? Like, no, we'll get into more I don't. Or what's your like? Are are you still are you happy with what they have? Do you want them to just add one piece, or what's your like? What's your main need right now, if anything? Yeah, I'm happy with what they have, but you know, there's still two and a half months left of the season. You know, so it's like, I'm obviously like February short, anyways, and, and double short with the All Star break, but you know. What we saw, we, we don't want, we talked a little bit about this last episode, you know, we talked about Kemba's knee, we talked about all these other guys that, you know, all these little injuries that have that have stolen games here and there. You don't want too many, too many nights where you're playing all your starters plus 36 minutes, like you said. Um, that That's going to catch up to you. So I think it would be nice to get a, another body. And, and we've always said another shooter, like Bertans or whoever it is, someone like that, Jay Crowder maybe. Um, I, I still think they need to find someone just for depth. If anything, just to get you through the rest of this season, you know, so that when so when guys do need to take a, a, a day or two off, you're, it's not the wrong guys that you're having to lean on. It there are other guys to step in. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's nice to see these guys at their best. I mean, the Lakers game is probably sticks out most still to me. You know, uh, granted, you know, Anthony Davis wasn't really Anthony Davis in that game, but um, I, I'm comfortable with, with with what the Celtics have once you get to the playoffs. But they just they're just a little bit more depth in terms of getting there would be nice. Yeah, I agree with you 100% on that. And you know, you look at the second quarter last night, you know, just the the clear lack of a reliable extra shooter too was shown in that stretch and you know, Winemaker did make a couple in the second half from 3, but he's been in a pretty bad drought from downtown for for over a month or two now and again, like I said, like when when one guy is down, it puts a lot of pressure on everyone else. So just having that extra safety valve where you can trust to play 20 25 minutes in a regular season game and not like hurt you too much uh it's clearly something this team needs right now because you know the rookies understandably are just not in that spot yet in brad stevens mind so you know this is do you know rich they've only made one trade one in-season trade in the last four seasons period one in-season trade in the last four seasons and i bet you can't guess what that trade is Give me the season. Last season. Oh, man. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't even remember a trade being made last season. Yeah, Who I mean, was it? Cause it, was, it, was, it was a Jabari Bird salary dump. <laughs> and they were forced to do that one. And they were forced to. I mean, it was, it was pretty much like to, to lower the, the, the cap number and obviously get them off the team for clear reasons. But that's been it for the last four seasons. And there were reasons for that. And we'll get into this on, you know, in, when we're back at full strength because I know you have to run here. But, you know, there was reason to hoard assets for much of the past three or four seasons for cap reasons, for trade reasons. Um, those reasons are kind of gone now, by and large. There's no clear-cut all-star that's going to become available this offseason that you want to make a run at. Yeah, but saying that in the NBA is very dangerous. True, but... I mean, that, this league is this league is insane. And, we you know, like the, the, you look around at the team's... Right now, that even last year, the guys that are on certain rosters, you never would have imagined. True, I, I I mean, you're right. I just it's harder to find one more than ever right now. I'd say the that you the, the Celtics would actually want that lineup with their timetable of Tatum and Brown. So, in my mind, you know, we're in crunch time here. You have you're gonna have three first round picks. You've got 13 guys under contract for next season already anyway like you're gonna have to make a a trade or two at some point to clear the clear the gut so i think this year the and this team has shown they they could use someone else so i think this is the year they kind of break that drought and actually make a make a move that you know a meaningful trade for the first time in season since i think since i got isaiah that's the last one they made that was that was really kind of a big one in season it would be fun and the good thing is you wouldn't have to really you wouldn't expect they're going to be parting with with any big time people, right? You know, you're looking at yeah, you're looking for guys that aren't going to be contributing that are probably going to be moving in that deal. So, um, but yeah, we'll we'll get into more of that next week. We're gonna have a special trade deadline pod um, preview next week. Uh, this Friday we'll be back at full strength uh, to talk about uh, to kind of memorialize Kobe Bryant. Um, and go through some crazy our uh, our memories of him and the Celtics rivalry. Um, but yeah, so be on the lookout for that on Friday. And uh, for now, that will put a bow on this one as the Celtics head home and and try to get some get healthy ahead of uh, another big game against the Sixers on Saturday night.